once more we are in receipt of a tremendous blessing. God has given us the privilege of gathering together to worship him in spirit and in truth. And I thank God for all of the blessings I received. But I thank him for another day. Day when I'm looking down and not looking up. Amen. Amen. We, we were just glad to be in the presence of the Lord. And we, we're privileged today to have with us uh, Congressman Danny Davis. So glad to have him in the audience. I'm understanding that he may want to have a word or two after we're done, and we certainly will give way to that, but we're just glad uh, to see him here with us today. Uh, and to all of our guests, uh, we welcome you to the Church of Christ, the only church found written in the Bible. Romans chapter 16, verse number 16. Yes, Salute one another with a holy kiss. Yeah. The churches of Christ salute you. Amen. No other church in this town can make that claim that their name is written in the book. Amen. 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 So glad to see my good friends, the Youngs. Uh, their family getting bigger and bigger every time I see them. <laughs> Amen, but we're just glad to have them and all who are visiting with us today. Y'all all right? I hope you came with the Lord on your mind this morning. I hope you came here to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. That's the reason we're here, because he blessed us, isn't it right? He blessed us Thursday, blessed us Tuesday, blessed us yesterday, blessed us this morning, blessing us right now. And we're looking forward to him blessing us a little bit more. Isn't that all right? And even if I don't get no blessings on this side of life, I know he got an inheritance waiting for me on the other side of life. So, so he's already done what he promised he's going to do. And that he was going to provide for his child. And all we got to do is look in the Bible. You see, God feeds his children. God protects his children. God loves his children. God guides his children. I'm just glad to be one of his children. Amen. I need y'all to help me this morning. I will bless the Lord, I will bless the Lord at, all times. at all times. His praise, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Shall continue to be in my, mouth. my soul, my soul shall, make shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof, the hear thereof. And, be and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us. Let us. Let us. Exalt his name together. Exalt his name together. Amen. Amen. Jesus, my heavenly king, oh, yeah. loves me. I know. Praises to him I sing. Onward I go. Closely to him I cling. Blessings still flow. I love my Savior too. You know that I love my Savior. He loves me too. You know that I seek his favor in everything I do. 
do. Let's praise the Lord this morning. Happy to serve my friend, lean on his arm. Rapture will never end, nothing alarm. Voices will sweetly blend under his charm. I love my Savior too. Don't you know that I love my Savior? He loves me too. You know that I see his favor in everything I do. Don't you know that I love my Savior, He loves me too. Oh, and I seek His favor in everything I do. The text chosen for this morning from the first book of Samuel. And if you go to the fourth chapter, start at verse number one, you will find these words. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines. And they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. And when the people were come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of Jehovah out of Shiloh unto us, that when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of Jehovah of hosts which dwelleth between the cherubims. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. And when the Ark of the Covenant of Jehovah came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, what meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was come into the camp. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God is coming to the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. The question on the floor this morning for your consideration is, is God in the camp? Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. 
is God in the camp. Our text takes us to a battle with the Philistines. Israel is, is attempting to retake the land that God has promised them. And so now they, 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 they have gone about to battle with the Philistines and when they, when they meet up in battle, they lose. 4,000 men are slain. They're defeated and they don't know why. They don't look at themselves. They look at God. Why did God do this to us? They had seen what God could do. And part of them realized that their failure in the battle was because God was not in the camp. I wonder how many times that we try and fail at what we do. Because God is not with us. God is not in our camp. I, I, I speak not of the thought of God, but the presence of God. Not a symbol of God. Not a memory of God or an impression of God, but I'm talking about the presence of God. They didn't have God in the camp, and, and because they really didn't know God, they didn't know how to get God in their camp. Israel, when you look at this text, first thing, they made a great mistake. They made a mistake. Instead of getting right with God or going back to God, they went to Shiloh to retrieve the Ark of the Covenant. And that just helps you to see how far they had wandered away from God. They had been among the heathens in that land for so long that they had begun to worship idols. They had turned away from the God of their deliverance. And so now they say, well, you know what? In order for us to have God with us, we need to go get the ark, the symbol. Instead of we going back to God, let's go bring God with us. They got it all backwards. You see, God is not something you can go and get. They made a big mistake. Now they think that the ark is going to save them. The people in that land worship images and statues. Their gods were limited to graven images made by man's hands. And Israel had drifted so far from Jehovah that they thought they could go get this box. They made a big mistake. They didn't know God at all. So far had they fallen that their moral decay wasn't even evident. They felt like they was all right. All I got to do is go down and get the ark and we'd be all good. They felt they didn't lose the battle because they were outmanned or outfought, but it's because they didn't have the ark with them. And I'm questioning this morning. Is God in your camp? Nobody asked why God wasn't there. 
a period of self-examination is required to make sure that God is with us. If I'm not being led by the Spirit, God is not with me. If I don't have love one for another, God is not with me. If my will supersedes his will, God is not with me. If hatred fills my heart, if anger is my mood, if cursing is on my lips, if apathy is my attitude, if I'm a peace breaker or not a peacemaker, if I'm not rejoicing in his love, thankful for his mercy, standing in his grace, spontaneous in my praise, faithful to his kingdom, then God is not in my camp. How sad it is when a symbol takes the place of the Savior. I encourage you today, look not on the ornate cathedrals. For the question is, is God in that camp? Be not impressed by the stateliness of the structure or the stained glass window. Because the question remains, is God in that camp? Pomp and pious ceremony, symbolism and tradition mean nothing if God is not in the camp. Israel made a huge mistake when they thought that the mere presence of the ark would bring them victory. I caution you today not to think that just by showing up on Lord's Day that God will be in your camp. The worship service may be conducted right. The examples from scripture may be appropriate. The seriousness of the action may be evident. But if God is not the center of it all, it means nothing. And see, only by knowing God could they realize this. They didn't recognize or realize that the ark was not God. They thought they lost because they left the ark. Not because... They left God. They operating from a false premise. So they're going to come up with the wrong answer. They asked the wrong question. Why don't you go down there and get God instead of why don't we return to God? When, 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 there's, when there's a wrong, it's never my fault. It's always somebody else's fault. We lost because God didn't come and help us. Why would God do this to us? Not we lost because we left the Lord. I hope I'm talking to the right folk this morning. He made, Israel made a great mistake. And so the text says, they went and sit and got the ark and brought it up to their camp. And when they got there, The Bible says they erupted in shouts and joy so much till the earth rang out. Their great mistake revealed a great truth. And that great truth is that enthusiasm and excitement does not mean that God is in the camp. They were shouting and having, they were excited. They thought they were all right. They were sure we're going to win now because we got God in our camp. And all they had was the ark in their camp. And, and they're shouting and their great enthusiasm 
and was was it was only that it if they confused it with faith which is an overwhelming reliance on God see great excitement is a drawing card folk love to be where there is infectious enthusiasm everybody is animated they folk like to be in those type uh, situations shouting and praising and clapping hands is wonderful and it leaves the participants with a feeling there ain't no mountain too high because we can do everything through Christ because we had church today but look at the example and learn a great truth excitement does not mean that God is in the camp how many places right now at this very moment are filled with people jumping and shouting and praising God but God is not in their midst how many people now are, are just having a wonderful experience and, and enthusiasm is all over but God is not in their camp you can get that at a basketball game everybody likes excitement and so when they, when, they, when they saw the ark coming to the camp, they thought, we got God. And they got excited. But excitement does not mean that God is in your camp. Now hear me well. I love excitement. I enjoy enthusiasm. I want to be around folk who really love the Lord and love to break forth in animated, audible, and authentic praise. But praise comes from what's happening on the inside, not from what's happening on the outside. A relationship with God will generate praise even in your darkest hour. But they couldn't shout and be enthusiastic until something on the outside happened. Y'all get what I'm talking about? Until they brought that ark in their presence, there was no shouting and enjoying and praising God. God must have left us because we just got whipped. See, too many times we, we equate enthusiasm with being with God. I'm at home watching, the, watching a baseball game and my team is losing. And one of, the, one of my team's hitters get up and hit one toward the, toward the stands as the ball rises. I'm coming up off my couch. I'm getting excited. As I'm watching the field to go back, I say, it's got a chance, and I'm getting ready to break forth in shouts of excitement. And as soon as the ball clears the fence, then here I go, clapping and yes and hollering and enjoying that game. But that's only because of something that happened on the out. Now that I know the Lord, I ain't got to wait for a home run from my home team. Now that I know the Lord, I ain't got to wait for a raise or a bonus. Now that I know the Lord, I ain't got to wait for my favorite meal to be set down before me. When I wake up in the morning, I got a reason to praise. Even when I'm hurting, I got a reason to praise. If I ain't got no money, that's all right. I got a reason to praise. Talk about me all you want. I still got a reason to praise. That's because I got something on the inside. A relationship with my God will cause me to break forth in, in spontaneous praise. Isn't that all right? Huh? I love it. Just sitting at the traffic light, just, just praising God. Sitting there in the car, listening to my music. Uh, and one of these guys roll up next to me with his... 
His, his roof shaking, my roof shaking. They cussing every word they can think of. I just, I just turn it up. You got yours up, I turn mine up. I don't want to hear yours. I'm sure you don't want to hear mine. But I don't, I don't need nothing on the outside. I don't need to see the bread in the cup to remember that Jesus died for me. I don't need to see a cross to remember he went to Calvary for my sins. So I, 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 they, 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 they had it wrong. They thought, they thought all we got to do is go get this box and we'd be good. Instead of going back to the Lord. And so I'm asking you this morning, is God in your camp? Come on, preacher. He's already done enough for me to praise me. I don't need to all these outward things. One can only imagine the disappointment in the heart of God as he watched this celebration. I can, I, in my, I sometimes let my imagination go there. And I can see the Godhead, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus sitting up there. They're looking at one another like, they still don't get it. Why are they so excited? I can just, I can say, oh, no, come on, Israel. That ain't what you're supposed to be excited about. I wonder how many times God looked at us. How many times have God looked at it and just shook his head? Lord have mercy. I don't know what's wrong with that boy. I thought he knew better than that. Don't let that be said of us. Let's not be drawn into a false sense of security by thinking that God is with us when his word clearly shows us he's not. If you're not obedient to the word of God, God is not in your camp. Whether you out of the body or in the body, God is not in your camp. Isn't that all right? Anybody think of some places you went, God didn't want you to go? Anybody think of some things you said God didn't want you to say? Anybody think of some stuff you did God didn't want you to do? Yeah, yeah. You think God was in, in league with you in that? No, 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 no. He's like, I'll wait out here till you come out. I'll wait over here till you get back. But you the one need to come back to me. Right. Amen. See, I haven't left. You the one that left. And so if we're going to get back together, it's got to be you coming back. Amen. That's, that's where Israel messed up. They, they, they didn't realize we, we the ones that moved. Right. We the ones that left. Nobody asked, why didn't God go with us in the battle? They just concluded he didn't. But nobody asked why. Y'all getting this? You got to look at your, why is it? It's, it's got to be something on my part because he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's got to be something I did. He ain't gone nowhere. He's always where he's been. If, if we ain't together, it's got to be something I did. And so we got to start looking at ourselves. It's easy to look at everybody else. It's time to look at yourself. 
So it revealed a great truth. Their great mistake revealed a great truth. That excitement and enthusiasm do not mean the Lord is in your camp. And then they, they should have learned a great lesson. Go to, go to verse number 8. First uh, Samuel chapter 4. And let's see what happens. Israel just lost. All right? They lost 4,000 men in battle to the Philistine. They came out. They didn't know why. And so they asked, why wasn't God with us? Oh, that's right. We had to go get the ark. And so the Bible says they went and they got the ark. And they brought the ark. All right? And, and so now they're excited. They're shouting and all of that. And, and they said, and uh, the Philistines say, uh-oh, Israel got the ark. God is in their camp. They're thinking on the same wavelength. You know you're in trouble when the sinner and you think on the same wavelength. <laughs> Something need to change right through in there. The heathen that don't know God and Israel that's supposed to know God, they both thinking the same thing. Yeah, something wrong with that. Verse number eight. What does the Bible say? Woe to us. This is, this is the Philistine. Read. Who will deliver us from the hands of these mighty gods? Uh-huh. These are the gods who struck the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. The heathen remember God better than Israel do. Amen. Israel should have been the one to say, wait a minute. Our God is the one that struck the plagues on Egypt. Our God is the one that brought our ancestors through the wilderness. Our God is the one that gave us this land. Our God is the one that fed his people every day. But the heathen is sinning. Keep reading. Be strong and conduct yourself like men. You get, get ready, Philistines, because here they come. Read. That you may not become servants of the Hebrews. Read. As they have been to you. Read. Conduct yourself like men. And fight. Read. So the Philistines fought. Read. And the Israel and Israel was defeated. What? And Israel was defeated. What? And Israel was defeated. They got the ark. What happened? And every man fled to his tent. Read. And there was a great slaughter. Read. And there fell of Israel thirty thousand foot soldiers. How many? Thirty thousand. Now y'all remember the first time they fought battle. They lost 4,000. 4,000. They went and got the ark. They all excited. They hyped and geeked and ready to go and get out there. And now they lose how many? 30,000. And also the ark was captured. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> not only did they lose the battle, not only did they suffer a greater defeat the second time, than they did the first time. Y'all see where Israel screwed up in there? They looking at the wrong people. They looking at why wasn't God with us instead of why wouldn't we go back to God? And so they thought, now we got the ark, we all good. No doubt they might have been thinking, y'all remember, remember the battle of Jericho? Uh -huh. Y'all remember how God told Joshua to take, take Israel and march around the city wall one time? And on the seventh day, he said, I want you to take the ark and bear it up. Have the priest bear it up behind the trumpets. Yeah. And then march around. Seven 
And on the seventh time around, then y'all give a shout and I'll bring the wall down. They must have been thinking, well, if he gave Joshua a victory with the ark, maybe he'll give us a victory. Sounds logical. But you have to understand, Joshua carrying the ark was at God's instruction. That's right. Not man's instruction. Ain't nobody in Israel kept saying, Lord, should we go get the ark and bring it with us? Mm-hmm. No, they just made up in their own mind. Man think he's so doggone smart, don't he? He ain't smart as God. So now, now they lost the battle. They suffered a worse defeat. And now they lost the ark. They ain't even got that. Read on. And the sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas Phinehas, died. Read. Then a man of Benjamin ran from the camp, battle line, the same day, and came to Shiloh with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. Uh Uh-huh. And when he had came there, and when he had came, there was Eli sitting on a seat by the wayside. Okay. Eli Eli was one of God's priests, and his sons wasn't no good. Right. They, they were bad. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm just going to truncate this thing for you. <clears throat> so they come in. They tell the story that the ark has been taken. Eli is in so much distress, he falls down and breaks his neck. Right. Wow. All right. Philistines, they take the ark back to their camp. And they put it in their temple with their God. No doubt as a, as a peace offering. God, you gave us this victory over the Hebrews, and as a treasure, we bring this ark to you. Right. And y'all know, some of y'all know the story. The next day they come in, and their God, it fell over on his face. Uh-huh. And they propped him back up. Uh-huh. And then the next day they come in, he had fell over. Not only did he fall over, but his hands was cut off, his feet was cut off. They say, we got to get this thing out of here. Israel did not realize that they were the ones that had left God. Uh-huh. What do you do when your symbol of your God is gone? Yeah. I charge you today to seek the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah 55 and 6, seek the Lord uh-huh. while you may be found. Yeah. Call you upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Seek the Lord is the message. Don't seek riches. Don't seek fame. Seek the Lord. Don't seek popularity. Don't seek accolades. Seek the Lord. Don't seek a symbol. Seek the Lord. Paul. Standing on Mars Hill, speaking to a group of superstitious people, tells them that God is not a thing made with man's hands. Acts 17 and 24, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with man's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and had made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Verse 27, that they should seek the Lord 
if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our beings, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Paul said, y'all too superstitious. Y'all just worship some of anything. But I want you to seek the Lord while he may be found. Somebody in this audience this morning needs to seek the Lord. Somebody in this morning in this audience needs to seek the Lord by being obedient to his word. See, Israel's mes- mistake was they went and got the ark at their own instructions. Joshua carried the ark at God's instructions. All right, let's roll that forward to 2020. Man is trying to come to God based on his own ideas instead of coming to God the way God says. So what you think going to happen? What you think going to happen? God never looked down and said, you know what, that's a good idea. Wish I had thought of that. No, God never did that. God said, I want it done this way. But God, wouldn't it be better if it, no, I want it done this way. But how about if we do it such a, no, 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 I want it done this way. You can do it that way if you want, but I ain't going to take it. Y'all get what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cain, you can bring whatever you want. I ain't going to take it. Ananias and Sapphira, you can tell me whatever you want. I ain't going to take it. Y'all get what I'm talking about? Yeah, so, so, so when we, we worship out of our own mind, God's not going to accept that. It may look nice, it may sound nice, it may make you feel pretty good. But there's a whole lot of stuff out there that make you feel pretty good that God is not accepting. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff out there that sounds nice, but God is not accepting that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I love me some Marvin Gaye and some Frankie Beverly, but that ain't for God. Yeah, that, that, that made me feel good, but that wasn't for God. So when it comes to giving something for the law, you got to get what God is asking for. God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Hear him. Don't listen to them. Hear him. Don't go back to Moses. Hear him. Don't go back to the prophets. Hear him. Don't talk about what granddaddy said. Hear him. Time for somebody to start listening to the Lord. Jesus said, upon this rock, I'm going to build the church. Ain't nobody else going to build it. I'm going to build it. And so we've got to recognize that we've got to follow God's instructions. Israel learned too late. That God was not in the camp. Amen. I wonder today, is God in your camp? Come on. When God is in the camp, yes, things change. Yes, you don't think the same. No. You don't act the same. Amen. And you don't value the same things the same way. Amen. When God is in the camp, new life is put in our prayers. Yes. For then we know that he can do all things. When God is in the camp, uh, new joy is in my singing. Because I really believe that if trouble gets in my way and I have to cry sometime, that, that Jesus really is going to fix it uh, after a while. Uh, if God is in the camp, uh, He puts. we know that he will keep us and keep us how we need to be kept. Not necessarily how we want to be kept, but how we need to be kept. 
Everybody is. You thank God for something he did for you. He kept your job from closing. Kept your insurance benefits in play. Kept your social security check coming. Can I get an amen? Kept your pharmacy filling your prescription. And that right up? Kept the roof on last night. Kept food on your table. I'm glad that our God is, is, is taking care of his children. The lesson is seek the Lord. For only then will victory be yours. How will I know? But preacher, how will I know I found the Lord? People got so many ways. There's a, there's a song that we, we sing so frequently until I start really paying attention to the words. Uh, there are some things I may not know. There are some places I cannot go. But I am sure of with this one thing, that God is real. Why you say God is real? For I can feel. That is not a good standard for validating the realness of God. The Muslims think Muhammad is real because they feel him in their soul. Y'all follow what I'm talking about? The Buddhists think Buddha is real. They can feel him in his soul. I'm not talking about feeling him in my soul. I'm talking about reading him in the Bible. I'm talking about I read that he's real. I read that he could do everything. Not I feel it. And I love that song, but then I started thinking, I said, like, wait, 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 wait. He's real because I can feel him in my soul. Think about this. That is not a good validation. My soul is not the standard. My soul, my heart is not reliable. So if God is real, he's real because I read about him. Jesus loves me, this I know. Why? For the Bible tells me so. Not because grandma tells me so. Not because I woke up one morning and said, you know, I feel the Lord is in my soul. No, 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 no. It's the Bible that is the guide. And when folks start going on their feelings or what they think or what they heard or how they look at it, then you're going to get all kinds of answers. But when you go to the word of God, you ain't going to get but one. It's going to be one answer for you and you're going to have the same answer. And it's going to be the same answer for you and for you. Now, what you do with that answer is it's up to you. It's up to you. All right. So what we need to do, we need to make sure we got God in our camp. We got God on our side. I know that he blessed me. I know that he take care of me. But like I told you before, if I don't get nothing else down here, he got something waiting on me. And I'm glad he got something waiting on me. Seek the Lord. You'll know when you found it, when you obey his word. When you do what he said, like he said, you will have found the Lord. Then you won't have to tell folk God is in your camp because your actions are going to show that God is in your camp. When God is in your camp, the alabaster box of precious ointment gets broken because ain't nothing too good for the Savior. When God is in the camp, 
Faith goes into action. And you can believe he can do all things. Nobody else can do what God can do. When God is in the camp, he let Peter walk on the water. When God is in the camp, Lazarus is coming up out of his grave. When God is in the camp, over 5,000 are getting fed. When God is in the camp, the gospel is coming. That Calvary is on the horizon. Blood about to get shed. A life about to get given. The church about to get started. We got somewhere to go because God is in the camp. I'm glad the Lord is in my camp. If you want the Lord in your camp you got to give yourself to not on man's instructions but based on God's instruction. Israel was so off base they didn't even know they was off base. God is not something you go get. He's something you go to. And they had strayed away so far from God, they ain't even know. They ain't even know. Why we lose? Because God wasn't here. Ain't nobody has sense enough to say, why? Why wasn't God with us? What did we do that he's, we, you know, me and, me and God, we used to be tight. Now I go into battle, first time I lose 4,000, I go get the ark. Next time I lose 30,000 and the ark. Why? Because they don't have the right idea about God. God is something you've got to come to him. He ain't going away. He's going to sit right there. Say, here I am. Yeah, Jesus said, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You got to come to me. Yeah, yeah. And somebody here this morning need to come. Need to come to be added to the church that Jesus built. Need to come so you can be saved. Not fooled. Saved. Israel got fooled. We don't want you to get fooled. We want you to be saved. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, you can be saved. If you're willing to repent, change your focus, your outlook, change your mind on life. You can be saved. A lot of folks are going to tell you that you're going you to come up out the water perfect and all that. No. No. You're going to be the same guy you went down as. But now you just got to start growing. Start developing. Start changing. Yeah, he took care of all the past stuff. It's the right now stuff I got to work on. Isn't that all right? Yeah, well, all that's gone. I believe that. That's taken care of. Now I got to work on the going forward stuff. Y'all get what I'm talking about? Yeah, in school every year was a new challenge. When I got to fifth grade, I didn't think about fourth grade. Fourth grade was done. I got to focus on fifth grade. Isn't that all right? And I didn't get to, I didn't have time to sit there and say, ooh, we, man, when I was in fourth grade, man, we used to do them arithmetic problems and them easy spelling words. No, 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 no. I ain't get, to, I ain't get, to get that luxury. I got to deal with it right now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Huh? Yeah, yeah. The rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield. You know why? Because you're supposed to spend this much time looking forward and maybe this much time looking backward. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Somebody need to start looking forward. I want to be saved from this day going. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, 
you're willing to repent of your sins and confess that I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, then we will baptize you. And the Bible says the Lord will add you to his church. He ain't leave it up to me. I might forget. I might make a mistake. I might not want to. I might not even like you. I might say I need to get to know you a little bit better first. You know, I might be absent. Maybe.